What the fuck is up, world? Bialy, Tlaltik Pak. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Sea dicho. Coming about two motherfucking months now, dog, since my last podcast. If you're still listening to this bitch, I appreciate the fuck out of it, as always. If you've moved on, you're not listening to this message, but I understand why, okay? Two months for a podcast is a long time to go, especially for people like ourselves who are just looking to, you know, pass the time listening to some shit as we're driving along to work, sitting at home, relaxing, thinking about life or whatever, you know what I mean? So, hey dog, I don't fucking blame you. For those of you who are still here though, just know that I appreciate the fuck out of it, okay? Every single episode, every single listener that you fucking download and shit, you know what I mean? Like, it means a lot, dog. Especially, you know, coming off of a heels of a two month break and shit. Because I understand it's a fucking long time between. I don't mean personally, if, you know, the podcast that I listen to, if they fucked around and went two months without dropping an episode, I would start listening to some other shit, right? So I, I understand what it is. I get the deal. You know what I'm saying? But um, if they were to drop an episode, of course, I'd come back too. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm hoping. Y'all motherfuckers are, you know, here doing this shit, right? And yeah, let's just uh, let's get into it, dog. Before I get started, let's get some of the formalities out of the way. Uh, if you haven't already, follow your boy, OG underscore Ice Nice 13 on the gram. Something along the same line on the rest of the socials, but you already know the deal. You know I really don't fuck around with them shits, you know what I mean? Um, I'm just glad to have the main back, and that's usually where I fucking post most consistently the majority of my shit, right? All right, I had to do a quick little fucking uh, setup change. For those of you who are watching just on the video and shit, you know what I mean? For those of you who are listening on audio only, I look like a little fucking sunken little turd. Off on the video for some reason, right? So I had to change that shit up real quick. So let's just get into the fucking episode for today, dog. It's going to be a running back, homie. Just just trying to get my fucking feet wet back into this podcasting game. You know what I mean? I'm going to start working on some more. I have a bunch of fucking ideas. It's just, uh, you know, life happens, homie. I didn't want to be, like I mentioned before, the motherfucker that comes on here in the middle of a fucking depressed episode, uh, depression episode, depressive episode, <laughs> you know what I mean? And just fucking fill you with more fucking negativity in life that, you know, you don't need, I get it. Like we listen to these motherfuckers to uplift ourselves, to make ourselves feel good, to make ourselves feel positive. So I didn't want to fucking just jump on this bitch and fucking, you know, just drop some negativity about the shit that's been going down, mostly in the fallout, of course, of the, you know, passing of my brother. Um, your boy's cycling through the fucking, the stages of grief, naturally, right? And uh, the one that's really gotten me lately has been just, uh, just to the, just being down about it, just being depressed about it. You know what I mean? Um, and it's cool, like it's it's part of the cycle. Like I get it. I'm I'm on the road to recovery, if you will, <laughs> right? On the road to acceptance, I guess. More importantly, uh, w- with this whole traumatic episode in our lives, my family's lives. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's just it's, it's it's a pit stop along the way. It's not gonna be like you you move on from here and you never come back. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? But right now, that's the part that I'm really going through. When it, whenever the first initial fallout happened for like about a, a year or so, dog. The initial response was just strength, like brute strength. I've talked about this before, so I won't get too deeply into it. Just, you know, siempre para adelante type shit. You know what I mean? So it's nice to be able to go ahead and put the fucking the burden down and just be able to accept and sit with the feelings. You know what I'm saying? And just acknowledge the fact that, yeah, dog, this is a traumatic event. It's fucking had catastrophic results in our lives. And it's okay to be a little bit sad about it. You know what I mean? And that's honestly why I just hadn't been podcasting, bro. Like, I didn't have the fucking energy to do so. Like, literally, the energy was not there. You know what I mean? And, um... Beyond the, just the energy, like the ideas, it just weren't there. The majority of my mind was just preoccupied with, you know, trying to deal with the fucking, the passing of my brother, right? And then on top of that, on a bit of good news is uh, I've been fucking busy with work, dog. Like mad busy with work, which is a dope thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I have eight classes this semester, which is a full course load. Uh, so, you know, just between work and, you know, just everyday life shit, the ability to sit down and podcast has not really been something I've been able to, to fucking do, unfortunately. Right. That's an excuse. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest with you. Cause the, the, the reality is if I fucking wanted to make time for this shit, I would make time for this. You know what I mean? But one thing that did keep me, you know, from fucking, uh, being able to do so was I, uh, I got a couple of online courses and I realized that a lot of the material that I had posted for my online classes, it was a little bit outdated and it was an audio form only. So I went back and I've started recording all of my fucking uh, all of my lectures for all of my classes all over again, which is taking up a lot of time. And that's like generally speaking, the podcast time, right? Uh, an hour long lecture, for instance, that's a fucking podcast right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm recording fucking two of these bitches a, a week just to try to catch up with the two courses that I have. You know what I mean? And uh, that, that that's taking up a lot of the time, too. But uh, one of the things that I did appreciate from being able to do that is that it gave me like a renowned vigor for what it is that I, you know, just things that I want to do with this podcast, bro. Not just particularly this podcast, but just things that I want to do in general. It's about liberating the knowledge, homie. And, you know, part of this process is I'm not going to share. I don't want to share the videos that I've created for uh, school because, uh, well, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're for school. They're for my work. You know what I mean? But in revisiting a lot of the philosophy that, you know, I hadn't really, you know, touched up on since the last time I recorded those lectures, I realized, like, this is dope information, man. I want to fucking share this with people. You know what I mean? So that's something that I'm working on the pipeline. I'm working right now on a fucking podcast on, on, on the ancient Greeks, dog. I talk a lot of shit about the ancient Greeks, but in all honesty, they have some pretty dope philosophy. You know what I mean? Um, I talk a lot of shit, but rightfully so, just so we're clear. But also to be fair to them, a lot of their ideas are fucking pretty dope. You know what I mean? And it's not their ideas. It's not unique to them. They don't own them. They didn't create them. It's just ideas of the human of, of, of humanity. You know what I mean? Simple game theory type shit. If you get a fucking a, a group of people that start fucking thinking and acting in the same particular way, there's only a certain amount of inevitable outcomes that can emerge from certain actions right and you know in the instance of you know the ancient greeks or the instance of the nawa eventually you know people will come to the conclusion where you need to have warriors and scholars you need to have poets and fucking fighters right the same people who are protecting the nation and you know that was a deeply held nawa belief the warrior scholars i've talked about it before but it's also a deeply held ancient greek philosophy belief you know what i mean so there's no need to uh, you know shit on them uh, unjustly without giving them their due proper, right? So I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit of that. It's part of the, 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 the lecture material that I picked up for one of the classes that I'm teaching. I'm teaching a classical philosophy course, like just dedicated specifically to classic philosophy. So, you know, going back and rereading the Republic and shit by Plato has been, you know, awesome. It's been, you know, it's, been, it's just taking me back to the days where I initially fell in love with philosophy. And I want to share that love with people, you know, especially y'all motherfuckers who have been listening to this so much. But the reason I want to share the lectures is because like I said, they're, they're very, they're very sanitized. It's my work lectures. They're very, you know, cut and dry. And I want to be able to fucking share this philosophy the way I like to share the philosophy. Like I'm doing with this motherfucker right here. You know what I mean? But to be fair, I'm not talking any specific philosophy today. I'm doing a couple of running backs that have to deal with a little bit of, uh, some of the issues that I've just been, you know, stewing over in my mind lately. Uh, some of them that I've talked about on social media, but I guess that's probably the best place to get into it. Perhaps the most important one being the issue of, I mean, there's like an overarching theme, Doug. And the overarching theme is one that I've discussed at length before on social media. And that is that identity politics have been weaponized to fucking, you know, uh, they've been weaponized and they've been co-opted basically to fucking advance the interests of the masters. And they use people like us in order to be their fucking little foot soldiers to do this shit. This is my grand disillusionment with academia. And the grand disillusionment came when I realized that I wasn't fucking on the cutting edge of, you know, intellectual development, I was being fucking indoctrinated to fucking leftist, progressive, quote unquote, propaganda. 
And um, it wasn't necessarily about trying to advance, you know, human humankind so much as it was about attempting to advance an agenda. And that's, you know, when I realized that, yeah, dog, this whole identity politics bullshit is fucking, it's a hustle. It, they're, they're, it's the fucking, that, that's when I started to realize that, you know, academia, it really is the fucking intellectual arm of the fucking reptilians, dog. Like, it, it's cut and dry, right? I say reptilians jokingly, just so we're clear, like maybe half jokingly, right? But realistically, if you know, just to keep in line with what I'm going to talk about today, because I got a little bit of Kanye West shit that I want to talk about today, I would say bourgeoisie, Right. And I want to be very specific about that because I'm not going to get into this whole quote unquote Jew world order, like the, you know, the fucking bullshit nonsense that the fucking conspiracy, the, the far right wing conspiracy theorists peddle, right? Um, so I want to be very clear and say it's about the bourgeoisie, dog. When we start talking about shit like the Illuminati, the fucking reptilians, the fucking, the, again, the quote unquote Jew world order, all you're doing is fucking falling victim to the very identity politics that the bourgeoisie has created to fucking further divide us, dog. Because you know, when we're focused on individual groups of people, you're not focused on the true fucking ruling class, which is, of course, the bourgeoisie, the people who own the means of production. And these motherfuckers come in all fucking, they come in all shapes and sizes, dog. They come in all colors. They come in all fucking genders. They come in all sorts of sexual orientations. They don't give a fuck about that shit. They care about, they they're, they care about money, dog. That's all they give. That's all these motherfuckers care about, okay? They don't give a fuck what ethnicity they are. They don't care what religion they are. They don't care what fucking sexual orientation or gender they are. They give a fuck about advancing class interest. They have a unified class, right? The bourgeoisie has a unified class, but the rest of us don't. The, the us proletariat, we don't have a unified class. And part of that is because of these bullshit identity politics that have been introduced again by the fucking bourgeoisie into the proletariat to make us think that you're the reason why I'm oppressed or you're the reason why I'm oppressed. It's because of the fucking, it's, it's because of the white man. It's because of the Jewish person. It's because of the fucking, of whatever, dog. You know what I mean? And while we're busy fucking infighting among ourselves, the bourgeoisie is continuing to fucking make out like bandits and continuing their fucking rule, their their reign of terror over the rest of us. And that's realistically the fucking the, the theme for what it is that I'm about to, you know, talk about here shortly. Right. But I did I did want to just fucking, you know, clarify and contextualize it in advance, because, again, the last thing that I wanted is like to feel it or to give the impression. And if I do give this impression, fuck you. Like that's you being a bitch and fucking taking my words purposely and misconstruing them. Cause I'm telling you right now, that's not what I'm trying to do. Right. Got to have the ability to have these complex conversations without fucking immediately running to the safety of these prepackaged identity boxes that fucking make easy, you know, that make it easy to shut down discourse because you're uncomfortable with it. It's very easy to, you know, shove people into a box and label them as anti-Semitic or anti-black or whatever the case is. You know, you probably will do here shortly with what I'm about to talk about. Because doing so, you don't have to fucking confront the difficulty of all the shit that it is that I'm about to fucking tell you. It's going to fucking deeply impact and it's going to deeply shock, if you will, uh, uh, shock us into awareness of just how much more complex the world that we're living in truly is. Like, we know this shit is tough. We know life is difficult. You know what I mean? But uh, the point that I'm trying to get here to is like, we uh, let's use the example of social media. It's very easy and just popular culture in general. It's very easy to accept the narratives that are given to us on social media and popular culture, because they don't require us to do a lot of critical thinking on our own behalf. And because of that, you know, they do the thinking for us, essentially. And in doing so, you know, we not only just give away our agency, per se, but we make it so that whenever we are presented with difficult ideas, we don't have the intellectual resolve because it's like exercise. We don't have the muscles, if you will, to be able to engage with these very complex ideas because we've never really exercised those cognitive capacities because, again, 
we're just so used to having people do the thinking for us and tell us this is what you believe, this is what history is, and if you question this, you're fucking anti-Semitic, you're anti-Black, whatever the case might be. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, dog, that, that, that's not how it is. You know what I'm saying? And if you personally feel that way, it's not because I myself am those things that you're calling me. It's because you yourself are fucking, are you, you're just a lazy, ineffectual thinker, dog. And you lack the fucking critical thinking skills to be able to comprehend the, you know, just the more complex ways in which the world navigates, the way the world operates. And rather than have to, you know, do the intellectual work necessary to, you know, come to that understanding, it's just easy to put people into a box and say, oh, that person's anti-Semitic. Oh, that person's anti-Black. And then just, you know, try to push them aside and shut them the fuck up, you know, deplatform them, whatever the case is, just to get them to stop talking, which is fucking great for no one other than the bourgeoisie. Again, it does exactly what it is that they want us to do. And that is bicker among one another and concern ourselves with issues that are fucking, you know, inconsequential on the grander scheme. Now, I'm not saying it's inconsequential because it's irrelevant, you know, what has happened in Jewish history or what's happened in black history. I'm saying it's inconsequential because we're living right here, right now, A, and B, we're fucking still, you know, dealing again with the fucking terror of the bourgeoisie that is constantly fucking just trying to suck us dry, dog. So it's like, yeah, we can, you know, like this is all shit that needs to be taken into account, no doubt, the histories of of people's. But what are we going to do right now, dog? Because shit's getting, shit's getting rough, bro. Shit's getting fucking difficult out there, okay? Like, we're headlong into a fucking recession. Like they say we're not in a recession, dog. We're in a fucking recession. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, okay? I'm not an economist. You know, you could listen. You know, you don't have to listen to what the fuck I have to say, right? I'm not an expert on this shit. But just based off what the fuck I see happening and the little bit of knowledge that I have on, econ- on the economy, it does not looking too good, dog. You know what I mean? Uh, we're the whole political, the whole political situation, like it's fucking crazy right now that we're basically, it's just so clearly now nothing more than what's happening in the Ukraine than just money laundering. They're taking our tax dollars and just fucking, you know, dispersing it among the wealthy elite that if you can't see it at this point, there's really nothing that other, you know, that anybody could do for you. Then you have the fucking, you know, between the economy and the political situation, you just have like the well the impending if they say you know natural disasters which you know to be fair it could just be more fear-mongering all of it could just be more fear-mongering i don't know the point that i'm trying to say is like yo we're in a very interesting time right now dog okay we're in a very interesting time right now and instead of you know picking our heads up over the fucking milieu and you know recognizing the forest for the trees we're so caught up busy infighting which is you know exactly what they want because while again i can continue to emphasize this before i get on to my spiels while we're busy, you know, while we're busy infighting among ourselves, that's what enables them to do shit like fucking launder our tax money to the Ukraine. That's what enables them to do shit like fucking, you know, steal our wealth, our fucking the little bit of money that we have by way of fucking recessions. That's what allows them to do shit like create fucking artificial intelligence that is going to be at the complete uninterest of humanity. You know what I'm saying? Because we're too busy trying to survive or busy fucking infighting among one another that, you know, to pay attention to what the fuck's going on over there is vastly, unfortunately, beyond our ability to do so. So, yeah, let's just get into it, dog. The whole running back, okay? The first one that I want to start with, dog, just first and foremost, is, is Kanye West, yo. And I'm not even going to delve too deeply into it, man. It's at this point, you've already seen, you you know, it, it's already been blasted on us, you know, celebrity gossip. You know, the fact that I'm a Kanye West fan is the only reason why I even fucking care about it in the first place, you know what I mean? Because I'm human, too, you know what I mean? I got my fucking... The folks that I like, you know, Kanye West, one of them, right? And um, at this point, I'm sure you're fucking as exhausted about hearing about it as I am. And I'm going to just be completely honest with you. I didn't even fucking hear the whole the whole interview. I heard enough to know that I don't think he's wrong. I'm just going to be honest with you. 
And that's not because, again, it's not fucking being anti-Semitic. And if you think otherwise, again, fuck you. You're just being a lazy, intellectual, ineffectual thinker, okay? It's about just recognizing, like, dude, it's not that difficult to see, first of all, what he's saying. Like, just tra- trace the chain of command up to see exactly who it is that, you know, fucking runs these record labels. You know what I mean? And then, you know, if 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 attaching ethnicity to them is something that is really important to you, then realistically what he's saying is not true. It's not fucking wrong in many instances, right? And uh, what what really is fucking annoying about this, dog, is that if we were just if they were if he would have just stopped at saying the white man is controlling all of this, he would have been openly embraced. Not a single fucking problem. There is entire academic books, courses, articles, you name it, that are being taught right now in academia dedicated to demonizing the fucking white man. And I'm not going to sit here and simp for the white man, dog. This whole fucking podcast is predicated. <laughs> My whole fucking academic shit is predicated off dismissing the fucking the uh, not the accomplishments per se, but the narratives that white men have created to fucking try to marginalize the rest of us. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting here trying to simp for them, but I'm not going to fucking do straw man arguments either. Like I will give them their due proper, bro. You know what I mean? And the due proper here is like, yeah, dog, they, they're, they're fucking deeply responsible for some of the most heinous actions that have occurred in the last 500 years of humanity. Like they're, they're fucking 100%. Like there's no question about that. But at the same time, like, you know, we're fucking, I don't want to say where we're living right now wouldn't be possible because that that's the whole fucking simping for the white person shit. You know what I mean? But what I'm trying to say is today in 2022, that's no longer holding people like me back. Okay. There's no fucking laws in place that say that just because you're a fucking Chicano man, you cannot apply at this job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll face discrimination if I go just two hours outside of El Paso in any in, in any uh, uh, direction. Yeah, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm not saying bigotry doesn't exist. I'm saying that the world is a lot fucking different now from when these European motherfuckers first got here. That's what the fuck I'm saying, okay? And to sit here and mope and lament and fucking piss and moan about it, right, is not doing anybody any favors. And it's certainly not honoring the legacy of our ancestors who fucking literally died just so that we would be able to fucking continue along and be able to inevitably, you know, be here, just be here right now, dog. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about simping for the white man shit. It's just simply about understanding like, yeah, dog, this, this is again, this, the complex parts of the history. It, history is not fucking, it's not nice. It's not fucking pleasant. It's fucking ugly. It's ruthless. You know what I mean? But to sit here and mope and lament and fucking allow ourselves to be, be down by that and say that we can't do more because of our, where we come from. That's, that goes entirely against the fucking premises of hood philosophy, bro. That goes against the entire tenets of hood philosophy. The whole point is, yeah, dog, you might have been born and raised in the hood, but that does not define who you are as a person, and it does not limit you as what you can become in the future. So just expand that fucking notion and take it all the way 500 years back, and it's the same fucking idea, dog. You know what I mean? So uh, in circling back to this idea, when it comes to the white man, it's like, it's just funny to me, yo, how there's like, it, it's okay to be able to fucking bash whiteness, for instance, okay? And say that the white man is responsible for all this shit. He owns the record labels. It's modern day slavery. Like, you know, what Con- what, what Colin Kaepernick did with the NFL, right? Talking about how it's like modern day slavery and all that kind of shit. It's like, he he's doing the same thing Kanye did. The only thing is Kanye took it a step further and focused on a very specific group of white people, okay? Still white people, dog. Still everything that we were fucking being told about whiteness and, I could, you know, all that kind of bullshit, but now, because it's a fucking group of people that we've been told that you cannot talk about, suddenly everything is fucking, you know, is up in, you know, is, is up in flux. And now this is the point, of course, where I have to qualify it because it's like, yo, what the fuck? Is this dude like fucking anti-Jewish or something? To which the answer again, I, I can't keep emphasizing this, dog. Fuck you. If you are such a lazy, ineffectual fucking thinker 
that that's what you think this is. It's not about the ethnicity, dog. It's about ultimately power. That's going to be the theme. Okay, that's the ultimate underlying theme. Power, dog. Where power resides. How power manifests itself, right? And the idea that I'm going to be talking about here is going to start first with the fucking Kanye West example, but then it's going to move on to the trans community and the, and the, and the black community too, right? And the anti-indigenousness in the black community. And ultimately, it's going to circle around to us being nothing more than fucking bodies, dog. Useful idiots. Brown bodies for the fucking ruling class that has been brainwashed by academia. And uh, what I'm trying to, what I'm saying here is then that it's not about fucking being anti-Jewish, dog. It's about realizing that power has a vested interest in surviving, always. The bourgeoisie has a vested interest in trying to maintain their power. And what's happening in the midst of these fucking cultural wars, if you will, in the midst of this dialectical materialist process of history continuing to unfold, to use the Marxist language, is that power is being exposed. It's being exposed in particular groups. Now, the, everybody can accept the fact that it's fucking the white man. Like, oh, the white man's evil. I can say that. I won't get any sort of fucking, any sort of uh, a backlash at all whatsoever because it's fucking culturally accepted, right? So what happens, what I'm trying to tell you then is that what happens then if you are a white man and you fucking have a vested interest in maintaining your power structure? You're just going to allow yourself to fucking sit there and be fucking stripped of your power? Of course not. That's nonsensical. That makes no fucking sense at all whatsoever. That's not how they arose to the position of power in the first place. They adapt too. We're not the only ones adapting, dog. The, the proletariat are not the only ones fucking acknowledging the ways that we're being fucked and, and, and trying to adapt. I've talked about this in the previous episodes of the podcast when I was talking about critical theory and how it's a constant back and forth between the fucking advertisers and the critical theorists to try to get the leg up on one another. You know what I'm saying? It's the exact same shit happening here, dog. The fucking bourgeoisie, they realize like, oh shit, we're being fucking exposed. So let's fucking give these fucking proles, right, something to, you know, unleash all their anger, anger and fury upon so that we can remain fucking uh, completely hidden and obscure. Let them fucking vent all their frustrations on this one group of people, the white man, right? And we will culturally allow it. We will make it so that if you are a white man, you can't say shit about this because fuck you, right? You're a misogynistic, white piece of shit, male privilege, all that bullshit academic talk, right? And let them, us, the proletariat, work themselves up into a frenzy and expand all that fucking energy directed at this fucking invisible enemy, the white man, right? That way that when it comes time to acknowledging the real fucking issue, the fucking bourgeoisie, they'll have no fucking energy left whatsoever. They'll have, they won't even have any direction because we're not going to teach them about the bourgeoisie. We're not going to teach them what the fuck is really up. You know what I mean? And then we're just going to fucking let them try to figure it out on their own and let them fucking dance around in circles, confusing themselves while we remain largely fucking unbothered. Right. And that's where Kanye West comes in, dog. And he's telling us straight up like, yo, <laughs> like there's you think this is the issue dog but there's more to it than that there's you know there's levels to this shit and while you're fucking working yourself up over a friend uh, on uh you're working yourself up to a frenzy over this shit the real shit is happening over here but by this point we've already been so we the proletariats because of fucking academics like myself the guilt that i feel dog for having perpetrate, uh, perpetrated this right i cannot begin to express to you we get so worked up into a furry, a fur because of it that we fucking take our, our our wrath out on Kanye West and we say shit like, "How fucking dare you, you know, chastise the Jewish community? Don't you know the history of the people and what they've been through?" To which it's like, "Hold up, hold up." He's not calling for any sort of fucking hateful actions to be taken against the Jewish community. He's just asking a simple question, and the question is, "Why is it?" By the way, by the way. This is hip hop culture 101, right? Hip hop history 101. I'm sorry, rather. Uh, and that is what Kanye West is saying 
it's it's not the first time this has been said. Okay, just look at Ice Cube for instance in the early '90s. That's the whole reason why he left NWA, dog. Look at fucking Public Enemy. You know what I mean? Like uh, with Professor Griff. Like there's people who have been saying this, dog. And what they're saying is that we are being controlled. All of our art, all of our intellectual property, all of our culture is being controlled by a group of people. If he would have stopped at white men, he would have been perfectly fine. But he took it a step further, like Ice Cube did and Professor Griff. And they say the Jewish man, okay? And uh, they're using it against us. They are profiting off of us. And they are using it to fucking harm us by, you know, perpetuating music that glorifies killing uh, our own peoples, right? To which the question is, what part of that is not true, dog? Like, listen to what he's fucking saying. <laughs> when you turn on a rap song, is, he, is it not true that they're advocating murdering fucking uh, the, the black community? That they're advocating dispersing drugs among the black community? Like, this is hood philosophy. This is where it comes from. It was influenced by the gangster rap of Ice Cube. This is the same shit, right? When Ice Cube was talking about it, he's saying, like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on here, dog? Okay? But... Instead of fucking listening and hearing out what he has to say, we've been brainwashed in such a way where as soon as we hear any sort of critique about a Jewish person, we automatically assume that we're fucking advocating for a fucking sort of, you know, World War II type of outcome. When it's like, nah, dog, that's not what it is. That's not at all what it is. And actually what it really is, is that power has found a way to fucking hide itself in among a protected class, among a fucking vulnerable community. And, you know, while we like to think then that this fucking vulnerable community is the one that's responsible for all the fucking evil in the world, hence the whole quote unquote Jew world order, which, again, I do not fucking advocate the people who advocate that shit in my mind are fucking lost in the sauce. They have no idea what the fuck is truly up. OK, what is truly up is that it's power, dog. Power has fucking co-opted the Jewish community and is fucking using the fucking struggle of the Jewish people to fucking continue to act, to continue to fucking push forward with its own interests and agenda. That's what the fuck I'm trying to talk about, dog. That's what the fuck I feel as though Kanye West is trying to talk about. And he's trying to expose that shit. But because we've already been so fucking inculcated with the idea that any sort of fucking critique against Jewish people is automatic bigotry, that we can't even have this fucking conversation because we're automatically deemed as anti-Semitic, which is just not fucking true, dog. It's lazy, ineffectual thinking, at its core, dog. And ultimately, it goes against the whole fucking spirit of what it means to be a, a progressive person. A progressive person, in my mind at least, is someone who is trying to find the ways in which people are being fucking hindered and oppressed and work to fucking, you know, to fix that. But whenever we're told that we can't have certain conversations because they're too fucking taboo or, you know, whatever the case might be, all we're ultimately doing is serving the interests of the people who don't want us to have that conversation because it does, in fact, expose their hustle and make it so that they can continue fucking rocking and rolling. You're not going to sit here and tell me, dog, that there is not a fucking agenda in the hip-hop community to push fucking gang culture, to push drug culture, okay? To push prison culture. Because if you do, I'll tell you, fuck you, dog, because you didn't fucking live that shit. I fucking lived that shit. And, you know, it's still going on to this day. The only difference now was when I was growing up, it was glorifying drug dealers. Now, they're glorifying drug abusers. That's the only thing that's changed, dog. Right. But at the end of the day, it still serves the same system. The school to prison pipeline. People get paid to fucking the, the U.S. government brings the drugs in. They fucking disperse it among our communities and the fucking they get paid on both ends because on one hand, they get to imprison the drug dealers. And on the other hand, they get to fucking make money off the people who are addicted to the drugs. All the while, the fucking bourgeoisie system keeps rocking and rolling. How, and how do we fucking ensure that people fucking buy into this through culture? Because people were fucking we're we're we're, we're, we're social creatures, dog. 
And our culture can be easily influenced and manipulated by fucking people behind the shadows, which is not a conspiracy. I've already fucking had the, co- the podcast on Edward Bernays talking about the invisible, uh, uh, the invisible group of people who control the fucking, you know, the whims of humanity from his book uh, on propaganda, right? And uh, <laughs> they fucking are manipulating it through culture, in this case, rap music, hence Kanye West. And they're fucking, you know, perpetuating this idea of like gang culture. This is me. This is me. Like, you know, this is for for me, right? The gang culture, the fucking drug culture, the, the you know, the prison culture, etc. And then now modern day times, the fucking drug abusing culture, right? Not necessarily. I and mean, I guess a little bit the gang culture too, which is you know, word for word, bar for bar, what Kanye West is talking about. So when we say that, you know, you can't talk about that, you just got to ask yourself, like, realistically, whose interest am I serving here, right? Which brings us to the next point, and that is. Black and brown, black and brown relations, Doug. This is something that I've really been fucking thinking about a lot lately, right? And it started, um, well, it started a while ago, Doug, when I started realizing that who the fuck are these people who are calling us anti-black? My community, anti-black. Okay, let, 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 let's 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 historicize this a little bit, okay? I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that there does not exist anti-blackness in the quote-unquote Mexican community, right? In the Mexican American Chicano community, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that that doesn't exist. But to just sit here and assume that we are anti-black because we just fucking inherently hate black people, that's where I was like, yo, this is wrong. Something's, something's up here, dog. Something's going on here, okay? Let's dig into this a little bit deeper, right? Because I can tell you, me personally, look, man, I got Biggie and Pac in the back. I got J. Cole, fucking, you know, Dr. Dre. I've, I've already explained this to you. And the fact that I have to continue doing this is fucking like, it's gross to me. Like, oh, I have black friends. Like, oh, that's so disgusting. You know what I mean? Because... If you can't already see by this point that I'm not as fucking I'm not the person that, you know, the ideas that I'm about to tell you fucking are usually associated with is just, you know, I have no interest in defending myself against that. So if you think that I'm anti-black, well, then fine. I guess you you made up your mind. There's no way that I'm going to convince you otherwise. Same with the whole anti-Semitic thing. There's no way I'm going to convince you otherwise. I know who I am and I know what I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So I have no problem talking about this. And uh, what it is, is that, you know. I was thinking to myself, why, why, why are we so fucking under attack, our community, to be fucking like just made to believe that we are anti-black, not only among ourselves, but among the fucking the cultural milieu that we find ourselves in as well. Right. And uh, ultimately, dog, the conclusion that I come with or that I came to is that that's just another fucking psyop that's been invented by white liberal academics to remove themselves from the guilt that they should fucking feel for the fucking actions of their fucking ancestors here in this country. And rather than having to confront that, they fucking invent these invisible enemies and they fucking push it upon us to say, here, you shoulder this burden and you fucking deal with the anti-blackness of this country. To which the answer again is, fuck you, dude. That's not at all what happens. Now, again, let's be clear, dog. There is anti-blackness. I'm not going to fucking front about that. But there is also anti-brownness, anti-indigenous among the black community. And why don't we ever talk about that? Why is that something that never gets fucking brought up? Okay, we'll get to that here shortly. But let's do a little bit of historical analysis here, dog, and we'll ask ourselves, okay, is it possible that my community really is anti-black just because we're these fucking racist fuckhead fuckheads that we're trying to be, uh, be led to made out to believe that we are? Or is it possible that there's more to this fucking story than, you know, we're being told? And of course, like I started the podcast by predicating, there is so much more to the story than we're being fucking told, dog. We're not, this is where the whole anti-indigenous shit comes into place, dog. You're not listening to our fucking stories, simply put, okay? You're just pigeonholing us and fucking making us Latinos and Hispanics. And because we're Latinos and Hispanics, we're white. And because we're white, we're fucking white supremacists. And because we're white supremacists, we hate black people. 
That's such lazy garbage fucking thinking, bro. And it stops. It starts. It's the easiest way to stop it is by just asserting like, huh, dog, I'm not fucking Hispanic. I'm not Latino. Okay. I'm fucking brown. I'm indigenous. Okay. It's that simple. Right. So first and foremost, the next part is, okay, because of that, let's fucking listen to the histories and the stories of the peoples that we come from. Okay. Which conveniently aren't fucking included in our history here in this country, because the last thing these fucking white people want is for our peoples, the brown indigenous community to realize we're all one people, dog. This is our land. This is our continent. We could fucking have it it's entirely within our power to take this motherfucker back. That's the last thing these fucking colonizers want. And because of that, of course, we don't fucking know our history, dog, because if we knew our history, that would be an inevitability. It would just be a matter of time. Right. So uh, part of that history is understanding that, you know, we're told and again, this goes back to the fucking bashing on the white people shit. We're told that, you know, the whole history of our peoples is nothing more than being oppressed and subjugated by the white Europeans, which is not not true. But there's also more to the story, dog. And the part that there's more to the story is that there was also black colonizers, dog. There were black people from Africa who came along with the Spanish Europeans and they fucking committed the genocides and the Holocaust and the fucking slavery and the land theft, just like the fucking European colonizers. The most famous of which being a dude by the name of Juan Garrido. He's a fucking black colonizer, bro, who came with the Spaniards and he engaged in all the anti-indigenous fucking behaviors that the white Spanish colonizers engaged in as well. So it's like, okay, why weren't we ever taught about this? Why weren't we ever taught about this dude? Why weren't we ever taught about the actual history of the Buffalo Soldiers? Why do we celebrate the Buffalo Soldiers? You asked us to fucking fight to bring down the statues of the racist fucking Southerners because of, you know, what they represented. But why is it that we're glorifying the fucking Buffalo Soldiers when they were people, black soldiers, who were enlisted specifically to kill indigenous peoples? How is that not anti-indigenous indigeneity among the black community? And now we're celebrating it? Like, you want me to celebrate it on top of that? That's as absurd as you fucking asking me to celebrate the fucking Spaniards who came and colonized and fucking brutally raped and murdered our ancestors as well. There's no fucking distinction. There's no fucking, you know what I mean? For for me personally, right? Like, what happened to the injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. Who gives a fuck who it is that's committing it? Whether they're fucking black, white, gay, straight, brown, indigenous. If you're a fucking piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. It doesn't fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's... But we're people, dog. Like, you either care for people or you don't. Which one is it, dog? You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's just, the, you know, a tip of the iceberg. Uh, it goes deeper than that, man. When you start to realize that, you know, before the fucking transatlantic slave trade began to go through Puerto Rico and Cuba, it started to go to Mexico first. And there's, because of that, a large fucking population of fucking, still to this day, you know, uh, uh, West African uh, descendants in Mexico. There's three, there's three diasporas in Mexico, right? I've talked about it before. But the first one is in the Yucatan, dog. And they got there because that's where the initial West Atlantic slave trade would come through. And uh, one of the shitty parts about this, dog, is that the white European people used to use the African people to be the field, the field drivers for the indigenous slaves in Mexico. So it's like, you know, the point that I'm trying to get to this is a very long winded point, dog. So I'm just going to cut to it short uh, quickly because, you know, I'm trying to keep this, this fucking episode short um, is that. This fucking racial tension between the brown and the black community, it has a long history, dog. And it's not because we as, you know, Chicanos, brown people, indigenous people, whatever, are fucking inherently fucking racist. It's because there's a fucking history among people, dog, that we're just we're trying to fucking brush under the rug to maintain this fucking convenient agenda. That's, you know, this black and white agenda 
that were spoon fed here in America. When in reality, it's so much more complex than that, dog. So it's like, do the indigenous brown community, the people from Mexico, for instance, do they really hate black people because we're just inherently racist? Or is it possible that there's still fucking remnants of the fucking civilization and the stories that were told of the black colonizers and the black slave drivers that exist and are still being fucking told today that y'all motherfuckers refuse to acknowledge and rectify because it's fucking seen as uncouth to discuss any sort of you know, uh, uh, actions towards the black community. Because again, as soon as you talk, even mentioning the word, the black community as a fucking non-black person, you're like, Oh, you're racist. You're KKK. Like all, all that lazy bullshit, ineffectual thinking. You know what I mean? Which ultimately, again, I'm fucking not sorry to say it, dog does nothing more than serve the interest of the fucking bourgeoisie. Because just like the case of the Jewish people, they have found themselves another vulnerable population to fuck. The power has found itself another vulnerable population to hide behind in this case, the black community where, you know, just critiquing them is like, oh, you're advocating for slavery and all that kind of bullshit nonsense. You know what I mean? When it's like, no, no, that's not what I'm doing. Okay. And fuck you for trying to make me out to be otherwise. What I'm doing is acknowledging like, oh, they're, they're being, the, 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 the power is fucking, it's, it's hiding here. It's concentrated here now. Okay. And what it's doing is it's trying to use this fucking, you know, the history of these people here to fucking use as a shield towards the fucking inappropriate actions that it's fucking advocating and, you know, advancing. And by calling that out, doesn't make me anti-black, dog. It's simply, you know, it makes me just continuing to be critical, laying the critical lens equally. I'm not going to just sit here and fucking talk shit about the white people when there's fucking other ethnicities doing the same kind of bullshit too. You got to call them like it is, dog. Call the spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, oh, the one thing I did forget about the black, uh, uh, the anti-indigeneity, right, in the black community is people like Candace Owens, dog. You know what I mean? People like the fucking Afrocentrics who claim that the Olmecs are black. They're not black, dog. They're, they're not. Stop it, okay? Do actual historical research. Do actual fucking insight as to why there are black people in fucking, not in, in, in quote-unquote Aztec philosophy. They're not black because they were black Africans. They're black because the color black is sacred in fucking Nahuatl. And they used to paint their bodies black to fucking signify that sacredness, okay? So when you see a fucking black person in a fucking Nahuatl text, it's not because it's a black African, it's because it's a fucking indigenous brown person who covered themselves black in, a, in an attempt to fucking show, uh, 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 in, in an attempt to fucking connect with a divinity, you know, uh, that's associated with the color black. Like, stop with the bullshit, dog, because that in and of itself is anti-indigenous behavior. And, you know, again, calling this out does not make me anti-black. It makes you anti-indigenous for fucking denying it. The most prominent example that I could see of this, and again, it just it just continues to boil down, dog, to something that I've talked about before, but this is like a perfect example of how it relates. The my community, dog, the brown community, the indigenous community. We've been reduced by these academics. These white liberal academics have reduced us, dog, to fucking nothing more than quote unquote brown bodies. Exactly what they fucking see us as is that's exactly what they see us as. That's exactly how they talk to us as, right? They don't see us as nothing more than brown bodies. We are empty vessels for them to put their fucking ideas into and then push us out into the fucking world to do their bidding. That's the whole point of the identity politics being weaponized. That's the whole point of us being nothing more than useful fucking idiots that I've been trying to talk to you about, right? And uh, in terms of this anti-blackness, the alleged anti-blackness in our community and the fucking anti-indigeneity, anti-brownness in the black community, the most, the best recent example that I can give you is with what happened in the fucking, uh, and how it relates, I should say, to this whole fucking useful idiots, brown body shit is what happened recently with the council people, with the, with the politicians in California. Uh, you had that one lady who was a councilwoman in fucking Los Angeles who was basically fired 
for the words that she shared about, you know, the indigenous and black community, which good. She should have been. okay. But just a couple hours up north in San Francisco, the fucking mayor, dog, said the same exact shit. You know what I mean? She was talking about Honduran refugees in this particular uh, refugees, right? They're not refugees. The Honduran and indigenous peoples of this land. You know what I mean? And yet there was not even fucking a single word uttered about it, dog. Because, well, you could make your own conclusion. But me personally, I couldn't help but laugh at the fact that she is a black woman. And we just gave her a pass to fucking shit on the indigenous community of fucking uh, of Honduras, right? Because of that reason. Like, where's the outrage? Like, y'all were quick to fucking, you know, go after this one brown lady. And rightfully so, because of the shit she said was fucked up. But why does this lady get a pass just because she's a brown woman? She said the equally same fucked up shit. And yet mom has been the word among our community. No one's calling for her to get fired. No one's trying to fucking get her to get fucking, you know, resign. No one's doing any of that bullshit, dog. And, and, and the question, of course, is, well, why? Why? Where is the outrage among our community? Why are you why are you only being selectively outraged for issues? Right. When, you know, in reality, you should be. It, it, it's not about not being. It's about being selectively outraged. dog. That's the reality. OK. Why is it only that you get upset when you're fucking told to be upset you, when you should be upset just of your own volition, like realizing, OK, if people being racist is what's going to fucking offend me, then I need to apply that shit fucking equally. OK, I need to maintain logical consistency and be upset when people act racist, irrespective of who that person is. If it's a black woman, a brown man, I don't give a fuck if they're racist, they're racist and they're going to be treated accordingly. OK, not just activated like, oh, this person's racist. Go focus your attention over there. But don't focus on these people over here because we need these people over here, even though we're doing the exact same deal. You know what I mean? And that, that that's kind of the point. And this is a, a very difficult point that requires a very complex point. It's not difficult. It's easy to understand. Right. People are shit. doesn't matter what ethnicity we are. Pe- there's People are they're just fuck, we're the worst. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, black, white, brown. doesn't matter. Right. Um, but uh it, it, what I'm trying to say is very complex. And I'm not trying to just fucking, you know, trauma dump it all in this one episode, right? It's going to be something I'll fucking delve into deeper as the, you know, as this thought progresses. But just a little observation that I noticed, right? And ultimately, dog, the reason why this observation, well, it's not ultimately. Like I said, it's one that I've been fucking with. I was first introduced to this idea with the whole fucking, when they're teaching classes now, dog, about how the fucking, the old men were black in universities, right? And it's just like, dude, that could be, that can't, that's the most anti-indigenous bullshit that's fucking humanly possible, dog. You know what I mean? Like, you're literally, everything that the black community complains about with the pyramids and the Egyptians, they're literally doing the same exact thing to us, right? So it's just like, fuck, man. That's where my interest in this fucking topic first came to be. And, you know, it was only exacerbated by, you know, uh, Candace Owens. And it's only further now becoming more complicated. And, you know, a small part of me can't help but wonder why. And the reason why is because I'm not... I'm not convinced that, you know, when it comes to a cultural lens, that things emerge organically. I'm convinced that shit is fucking being, you know, inserted into our cultural milieu by think tanks that have a vested interest in advancing certain agendas. You can call me conspiratorial if you want. We'll fucking find out in 10 years when it gets proven to be true. Okay. And uh, the reason why I'm so confident in saying this is because these motherfuckers are lazy, dog. These motherfuckers, the, the bourgeoisie, the reptilians, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, right? They're fucking lazy, dog. They have the same playbook and they continue to run it over and over and over again. And uh, this playbook has come in terms of, like, you know, the black and brown community. Uh, I started noticing it last year when uh, whenever our peoples were getting attacked, our street vendors were getting attacked. 
And a lot of the people who were being attacked turned out to be, you know, from the black community. And it's like, oh, this is spicy. Like, what's going on here? Because it's been known, dog, for the longest time. We've all seen blood in, blood out, homie. You know the deal. The last thing they want, they being the bourgeoisie, but specifically the white people, we'll keep it at the white people so I don't get just fucking completely roasted, right? But um, they don't want black and brown unity. We know this. We've we've known this for a long time. Again, you've all seen blood in, blood out, right? And uh, as long as there's fucking infighting among the black and brown community, they, you know, the white peoples, they'll get there be perfectly fine because that's exactly what they want, right? So I'm very sensitive to seeing the ways in which, you know, the fucking black and brown community is obviously pitted against each other because of that. And uh, when I was seeing the, uh, the actions of the fucking street vendors unfold, yeah, you know, part of me was like, that they're setting it up. Like, they're already laying the foundation, okay? And uh, this was only further fucking... Uh, ex- uh, 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 galvanized with you know everything that's been happening that I just talked about recently but now dog the one that's really starting to make me realize that they're fucking that they're really putting the squeeze on is the new Black Panther movie and the reason why is because yo like we all know we all fucking were around when the first Black Panther movie came out we know just how deeply important this fucking Black Panther movie is to the black community which is beautiful great fantastic I'm happy for you all you know what I mean But why is it that now in this cultural milieu that we find ourselves in, that the new villain for the fucking Wakanda movie, the existential threat to everything it is that that Wakanda uh, serves in the black consciousness is now going to be under attack by a Nahuatl quote unquote God. Like what the fuck? Am I tripping here? Or is this, this is just a little too convenient. Now, if you're of not the conspiratorial quote unquote bent, you can say, nah, dog, you're tripping. It's complete coincidence. To which I'll simply say, there are no coincidences, dog. I've already had entire podcasts talking to you about how fucking these ideas are subtly implanted into our brains by shit as seemingly inconsequential as movies, music, advertising, billboards, etc. And they start to lay the fucking seeds into our mind by something as simple as a couple of words, images that get inserted into our mind that they can later come back and fucking boop, activate like a little button to fucking trigger the responses that we have to something like a movie and now in real life. So what I'm trying to tell you is that, I don't know about you, dog, but me personally, I've read a little bit too much young philosophy to know, to think that they're not purposely trying to fucking pit the brown and black community against one another by fucking, you know, inserting the idea that we, the brown community, are an existential threat to what it is that the black community has been able to develop on their own here in this country or in Wakanda, right? Um, so that they can come back later into in the future and fucking activate those very same buttons and say shit like what Candace Owens is out there fucking babbling on about. Like, it's because all these brown people that are here taking all the black people's jobs that you find yourself in the position of poverty. It has nothing to do with the rap music that's fucking, you know, promoted gang culture and drug culture. No, 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 no. It's only because the, the gang, the gang and drug culture, which, you know, fucking benefits ultimately the fucking bourgeoisie drug dealers sell Jordans. Black uh, crackheads sell crack, and the white man gets paid off of all of that, right? Kanye West has been telling you this shit, dog. It's not fucking brand new, okay? No, no, no. It's not because of any of that. It's because of these fucking brown people. They are coming here, and they're taking your jobs, and they're fucking doing X, Y, and Z, to which, you know, motherfuckers who have already seen Wakanda, they're like, oh, yeah, you mean those motherfucking brown people who try to destroy Wakanda, this fucking imaginary place that was created by two Jewish writers? Yeah, fuck those motherfuckers, right? And it just all continues to fall into place from there, bro. And that's where, you know, people like myself, we just can't help but laugh because it's very clearly like, bro, they're putting the fucking squeeze on us. They're running the same playbook. There's not, this is not the first time they've done this. 
We're, you know, this is not the last time they're going to do it. They're just planting the seeds already now, right? With the hopes of fucking turning us against ourselves so that while we're busy fighting among one another, they can continue to fucking do their own thing, right? Which is exactly what they, the bourgeoisie, wants. It's not about fucking ethnicity, bro. It's not about gender. It's not about your fucking sexual orientation. It's about class consciousness. Are you a bourgeoisie? Are you a puppet for the fucking bourgeoisie? Or are you fucking down for the hood proletariat motherfucker, right? And in many instances, we find that most people, especially liberal progressive fuckheads, realistically are just puppets for the bourgeoisie, right? And the rest of us, they're trying to turn us into puppets and they succeeded very well in many instances. But there's still pushback from both sides of the fucking communities, dog. I'm not going to sit here and make these broad fucking sweeping claims about the black community because it's not fucking true. If you come to El Paso, you will see just how beautiful the fucking unity can potentially be because that's just how it is in real life, dog. Everything else, this whole fucking beef, that's on social media. It's not real, okay? Here in the real world, there's fucking, you know, it's not perfect, dog, but the race relationships aren't as complex as fucking Twitter likes to make it out to seem. You know what I mean? And before I go, the last thing that I wanted to talk about briefly, just briefly, that's something that I'm looking forward to expanding on later in the future, is the rise of Christian memes, Christian lifter memes on my Instagram feed, dog. Like, it's a beautiful phenomena that I've embraced fully, okay? I've continued to like and share, save all those posts, rather, for the sole purpose of hoping that my algorithm continues to falsely believe that I am a young fucking Christian warrior ready to fucking fight the inevitable apocalypse that we find ourselves teetering on, right? (laughs) Uh, this is a whole ass phenomenon, dog, that I, like it's only recently starting to occur. Right. And uh, it, it makes me laugh because, you know, just by telling you this, it, you know, just and your the, the knowledge that you have of the way that it's social media algorithms work. I'm sure it like leads people to believe that, oh, this motherfucker is a sneak tip conservative Christian that's out there fucking, you know, just dog whistling right wing fucking, you know, uh, ideology when it's like, nah, dog, that's not what's happening. That is not at all what is happening. I have no interest in becoming a Christian. I fucking don't give a fuck about the left or the right wing of this country because I've already mentioned before, they don't represent me at all in any way, shape or form. You know what I mean? I don't even believe the Christian fucking ideology that there's an impending apocalypse. Like, yeah, shit can go bad, but shit can also go good. Who gives a fuck, right? Life will go on no matter what. What really is happening is that I've stumbled upon a fucking, and I'm sure maybe you have too, okay? But I've stumbled upon a growing sentiment on in, in our culture doc and whether again whether it's being artificially inserted or not like i don't give a fuck it, i don't care okay but it is growing there's no question about it the christian lift their movement is growing dog and uh honestly what that is a response to at least in my opinion is to the fucking idiocy and lunacy of the left wing for the last 20 years in this country dog it's a direct response to that it's a re- it's literally what they call a reactionary response okay it's a right wing reactionary response And what's happening here, dog, is we're seeing it, at least through social media, slowly but surely, this is what I'm afraid of, the rise of a right-wing autocratic state, okay? The United States has always been right-wing, dog, but in response to all the fucking cultural nonsense that has been occurring with shit like fucking drag strippers at fucking school, at, at school, you know what I mean? Like... Oh, yeah, I mentioned the trans community. That, that's the issue that I was going to talk about. I feel fucking vindicated now that I found an Instagram account. It's the gays against groomers, right? That they say exactly what it is that I'm saying. You've taken the trans community and you fucking co-opted this. You are using the, the, the trans community to fucking advance your own interests at the expense of the trans community, at the expense of the gay community. Who's they? 
the bourgeoisie, dog. They're allowing their fucking interests to hide behind the fucking protection that the trans and gay community rightfully deserve, right? And just by calling it out, people immediately fucking call us out, you know, transphobes and anti or homophobes and all that kind of shit when it's like, no, no, that's not what's happening, okay? For all the reasons I've already explained, there's no need to delve into it further. But um, that's the point that I'm trying to ultimately get to is with this right-wing reactionary shit is that, dog, this fucking cultural balance has fucking shifted so far to the left that, of course, it was just a matter of time before it pivots back the other way. And especially in a country like the United States of America that is only right-wing, realistically, right? And uh, the, the the backlash is going to be fucking, I'm afraid, severe. I'm genuinely afraid that we're fucking working our way towards this fucking Christian autocratic nation, dog. And it's going to be no one's fucking fault but the fucking puppets, the muppets of the left who have allowed themselves to use, um, to be fucking used as puppets to advance the interests of the bourgeoisie who want nothing more than that very thing. Because again, as long as the left and the right is fucking fighting among one another, as long as the fucking the blacks and the browns are fighting against one another, as long as the gays and the straights are fighting among one another, we will never fight the real enemy to all of us collectively. And that is the bourgeoisie duck. Always has been, always will be. Okay. And yeah, I guess that's about as good a time as any to wrap this bitch up. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, fuck you, right? Um, Let's see if we can get back to you next week. If I can get back to you next week with that ancient Greek philosophy podcast, I'm going to challenge myself to do this shit, dog, right? So until next time, I hope you all have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you then. Peace.